Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the Delicious Podcast with me, Julie Smith. And this week, we're learning how to cook like Michelin star chef Adam Byatt from Trinity in Clapham. After training at Claridge's as a teenager, he went on to cook with Philip Howard at the Square and is now a mentor to young chefs. He chose to show me how to cook a simple traditional French dish. We're going to make a beautiful dish called Turbot Bomb Fat. So we're going to, it's a very classical French dish, the way you cook turbot on the bone with a sort of simple mushroom sauce. Bon femme just means simple for the family. And this is a, a classic recipe, but we've just sort of elevated it to work at our restaurant. So Now, obviously, you're a michelin star chef, so you are doing it properly. I'm, I, I know that a lot of people are actually terrified of cooking with fish. You can get all this done by the fishmonger. You've had taken off the, yeah, yeah, uh, we, the gills. We, you've taken, yeah, the, I've taken the head off, taken the gills off. We're going to cut the fish down the middle and then down the centre and then cut the spine either side so we can separate the two different sides of the fish. We really want to cook the fish on the bone. It's super, it's super important for us that we cook because it on the, the bone. Because it, it really helps the flavour. Um, and, and a piece of turbot, specifically turbot, works with brill and sole, but specifically with turbot, it really benefits from being on the bone, like a piece of meat. Um, you can rest it beautifully on the bone, you can let it sort of relax on the bone and it picks up a lot of flavour. But also for the sauce, for this particular sauce, what you want is all that sort of gelatinous characteristic from the fish running into the sauce. And we can't get that unless we cook it on the bone. Okay. So this is a, a beautiful, fresh English wild turbot. We only use wild turbot. We only cook fish on the bone. We only cook meat on the bone. That's a pretty sort of principle of the restaurant, really. Yeah, and is that a principle of Michelin as well? Would no, you? No, I don't think that's a principle of Michelin, but I think that's just the way that we choose to cook yeah. as a as a company, really. And um, yeah. that's my style, and that's the thing, the things that we value. Yeah. It's about getting as much flavour out of every single product as we can, yeah. um, and doing doing the very best with everything we can. So, undoubtedly, the best way to cook a piece of meat is on the bone. And the best way to cook these fish is on the bone. So we, we try our very hardest to do that. So just removing the spine in the back, then we have two sides of the fish. Um, before you go on to the two sides of the fish, you're putting all that in a plastic container. That's all going to go into a stock, is it? That all goes into make a stock, yeah. The, all so the, don't all throw the anything away? No, we don't throw anything away. We make a stock out of all these trimmings from the fish. But more importantly, all the food waste that we do generate, so chicken bones, onion skins plate scrapings, all that kind of stuff. We put into a bin 
it gets collected daily and that goes to make compost. That compost then gets um, cooked down and then we grow vegetables on that compost. Uh, whereas we use a company called Power Green Dot um, and, and they make the compost for us, blow vegetables on it. So it's just like a full cycle of all the food waste that we produce comes back to us as vegetables. It's wonderful. You know? Yeah, there's a lot of chefs whole... doing that in London yeah. now. It's a fantastic initiative. Yeah, it's a really good initiative. Right, we're going to pop over here for a second okay. and and just flour our so piece of turmeric. over gently. to the hop here. And we've got a massive grate. Oh, you're using that. Yeah, that's not that's not that's us. Not that's going to be for artichokes. That one. So this is a classic dish called artichokes barrigal. This is just like a like making a stock, making a stock for the artichoke mm -hmm. with carrots and fennel and stuff. Nothing to do with our turbot, bear in yeah, mind. But just, just a nice thing with fennel seeds, coriander, saffron, star anise, and then white wine, white wine vinegar. Um, a little bit of water and then we just poach our artichokes in that for about 40 minutes. Well, I'm looking at that and smelling it and I'm thinking I've got all that in my fridge Beautiful. and my stock cupboard. I could make that yet I've always been a little bit feared of Michelin starred cooking. <laughs> is it much harder? No, I think Michelin starred cooking is just people that understand how to procure the very best ingredients, how to cook them really sympathetically allowing the things to shine and actually what you'll find is some of the best mission style cooking in, in there is is incredibly simple but there is no compromise whatsoever on on the product on the respect for the product or this or the cookery it's actually quite easy to take to take a sort of slightly inferior product blag it a little bit put lots and lots of crazy things on the plate and make something look really challenging and interesting and different. But actually, that's not what great cookery is all about. And that's often misinterpreted, I think, as Michelin-style food. But actually, Michelin-style food is fantastic ingredients, treated very simply and very, very simple on the plate. Yeah. But, the, but the methods are very classical and, and honest. There are no corners. You can't cut corners. Yeah. With and great, of course you trained at like Claridge's, at the I did, Square. Yeah. Yeah. You've been, you yeah. know, to all the greats. And you started yeah. when you were 16. That's right. I started very young, did a, a, a full-on apprenticeship at Claridge's Hotel. Um, a very classical cookery was, was the foundation for me. And it's something that I've, I've you know, my food is up to date and it's current. But it is definitely um, rooted in classical cookery. I've worked at the Square. That was an amazing experience for me. Very modern, two Michelin-style restaurant. Um, incredible chef, Philip Howard. And then I've gone on to open my own restaurant and had my own restaurant uh, for 18 years now. At Trinity for 12 years. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and, and interestingly, your background is full of discipline. Your dad was an army cook. Your mum was yeah. a cook as well. Cooking is a very disciplined art, isn't it? It is, and I think um, I, I quite I was taken. I think first of first and foremost by the hierarchy and the structure in the kitchen that I love the most. I think um, I could have gone into working. I could have gone into be a policeman or in the army, or I wanted structure in my life. And I think the kitchen really provided that. The hierarchy was perfect for me. Yeah. Um, and then the the food almost came secondary. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and it is why a lot of young young chefs go in, in at 16 you know people who are not from necessarily you know particularly sort of foodie backgrounds mm -hmm. they go in because they love they need and yeah. they love a bit of discipline and structure yeah. structure yeah it's a bit like national service back in the day you know actually for a young 16 year old boy you need direction yeah. at that age you need to know where you're going in life you need you need significant 
other grown-up males around you to tell you what's going on yeah. and where. And, and you direction. are a mentor, aren't you, to young chefs? Yeah, we mentor lots of young chefs, and um, I've had my own apprentice to the restaurant, and we, I, I'm still a mentor to lots of different young chefs, and, and I enjoy that because I, I really enjoy seeing the progression in people. Um, there's no doubt about it. My life was full of lots of different milestones of, of lucky breaks that I think people gave me and I and I really feel like we should give that back as well so yeah, yeah we mentor lots of young chefs yeah, yeah. well if you don't do that where's the legacy and what's the point right because one day I won't be able to do this anymore and um totally and, and now the, the turbot has been uh the turbot's in, very gently pan fried it's been dusted in flour the flour, of flour just plain flour the flour is really important because what it does protects the fish but also, it's going to give a, the sauce a little bit of viscosity at the end. It's a nice way to gently thicken the sauce without reduction. So it's protecting the fish, two, two jobs. It's frying there gently on one side. We're going to turn it over. No non-stick pans for you then, Adam. No, we don't use non-stick pans. These are ondine pans, beautiful ondine pans that don't really stick. If you if you know if you know what you're doing, yeah. yeah. Basically, if the oil is hot enough, the oil needs to be hot enough, and the flour needs to be gently dusted on the fish, and you'll have no problem. Yeah. Okay. Now, after the we turn the fish very gently, it's just gently colouring. Now we're going to add some diced shallot in there. This is these are, we use the large banana shallots. They're just a bit a bit more user friendly, but they're the same. Sweeter. They're a little bit sweeter. I don't mind really, but that's fine. We're going to add a little bit of fresh thyme and a bay leaf. Now, crucially, at this point, you've gone everything out. Everything is right around you. You can't start this dish until what we what we call mise en place. So the pre-preparation is all done. So we already have everything ready ready in front of us. We don't. You've got an army of people to do that for you. I have an army of people to do it. Yeah. But in goes truffle butter. That's butter that's been whipped with fresh truffles. All right. So this is all about adding layers of layers of umami in there as well. So in goes the truffle butter. So our shallots just start to think about browning, and then we go in with a little bit of soy, reduce the soy down, and then mushroom consomme. It's not about Asian influence from the soy. It's about adding layers of umami and just trying to elevate that sauce to as much as we possibly can. But having said that, the kind of whole point of fusion, as it used to be called, is that we're taking ideas and influences from all over the world yeah, sure. uh, in a much more sophisticated way of cooking. Yeah, absolutely. And for somebody like you who's classically trained, that meant French trained. Yeah. Yes, well, French gastronomy is the foundation for, for all classical cookery and, um, and still remains to this day to be the most well thought out way of cooking European food like that um, and most relevant. But, but in any kitchen, any Michelin-style kitchen, or any kitchen these days, at a good restaurant, you will come across all these different. There. Those yeah. principles are not, are, not, are not going to change. You know, they're not going to be different. But, um, but you know, yeah, chefs take on that, those principles and, and move them forward. Two more. So these are fresh uh, Turkish morel, just in season. They're, the, they're again the mushroom element, and a morel is a mushroom that's slightly different to most. It needs to be poached, not not fried. We don't cut them, we don't slice them up into rings and make them pretty, we don't do anything with them. Yeah. We, we, they must be poached morels, so they get poached in our little stock. What were the mushrooms in the consomme? They are chestnut mushrooms we use for the consomme because we get a lot of trimming from our 
um, beef tartare dish that has pickled mushrooms on top. So we have a lot of trimming that we don't want to waste, so we make a beautiful mushroom consomme. So basically, your stocks and your consommes—they're all made from. They're trimmings and stuff. Yeah, some of them. Some of them are trimmings. Like our chicken stock is made from a, a combination of chicken necks, chicken carcasses, chicken wings, and chicken feet. But like a, uh, we have like a ratio of each one that goes into the chicken stock. But it's quite complicated. Not something you really want to bother with at home. But actually, if I make a chicken stock at home, I just use the roasted bones from a from a roast chicken. But here we have been, we make chicken stock every single day. We might as well do that. Yeah, so I just put, a whole, a whole this chicken, is called, you might as well. Yeah, exactly. This is called a cartouche. Just a piece of parchment paper cut into a circle, popped on top, and then this is going to go in the oven for just for three minutes. The cartouche allows the cook, the steam to come up and cook the top of the fish, but if you put a lid, no no evaporation would happen. So a cartouche, I love a cartouche. I use it all the time because it's kind of halfway between a lid and no lid. You let the evaporation happen, but you also create steam coming up to cook the top of the dish. So if you do a stew or something, you need the reduction in the stew. Let's say you were stewing some pork cheeks, braising, slow braising pork cheeks. You need the reduction in the liquid, but you don't want it to color on top. And this is a perfect way to do it. So that's what a cartouche is for. You notice that the pan is quite high-sided. If it was a very flat pan, the heat would penetrate from the side and perhaps overcook my fish. This is a method called pot roasting, really, um, and it's a, it's a beautiful way to cook a piece of fish. But it has to be on the bone. If that fish wasn't on the bone, it would be overcooked by now already, So, and I wouldn't be able to get my sauce. This is all about making the sauce in that pan from the juices. And it would fall apart as well, so it wouldn't look good yeah. on the plate, and that's really important for you, isn't it? Well, it needs to... I think if it's cooked perfectly, it will always look good anyway. So we, we, our presentation is incredibly simple because our cookery is really accurate. So we don't actually do very much. There's no prettiness goes on with any of our food, really. We think that the product is pretty enough. Now, on feeling three minutes, are you, are you setting a time yet on any of these? How, where are we with that? 30 seconds away. <laughs> One portion of mushroom. Fish is coming out of the oven now. What we're going to do now is just let it rest. Why? What, what's that if about? You, if, if you imagine, the simplest way to explain it, if you imagine you cooked a pan of new potatoes, as soon as they come off the stove cooked, you took one out and ate it, or took one out and opened it. You see all that steam that comes out of it there. Actually, that pan of potatoes, if you took it off the stove and let it sit for 10 minutes, cool down, they would just reabsorb and be much more, much sweeter, much more pleasant to eat. So what we want is for that, that fish to relax, or the juices to stay exactly where they are, and, and the fish to, fish, fish to remain nice and moist, and that's really important. I have to say, that is smelling utterly yeah, it's delicious. delicious. absolutely delicious. So, we're going to lift the fish out. Now, the great thing is, <coughs> we can then take all this lovely juice, we're going to lift our morel out. Everything in there is designed just to lift up the flavour a little bit. So, this then goes back on the stove, now, over here. So, you remember, in here you have your soy, your mushroom consomme, your shallots, truffle butter and the cooking juices from the fish which is really important we're just gonna transfer that to a silver pan yeah. wait we can no, sorry we can do it in here and then we have that's all right that's fine it's fine yeah i need that in for and a copper yeah so we're just going to bring that sauce back up to the boil now and then we're going to add a little bit of full fat creme fraiche which is sort of a, a, a more modern variation on making a classic sauce pom fam if you were making a sauce pom fam now you would literally just monte butter into that and a little bit of double cream and that would give you the finished sauce but actually for me that's too fat 
fatty and too rich and too cloying for a modern market. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, this is, this is 2019. People don't want to eat that much butter and, and they want to feel the flavour more than they want to feel the butter. When this dish was invented somewhere in the sort of late 1800s, early 1900s, that, that dish would, you know, to have that much butter would be the ultimate luxury. And it's a new thing and everyone's super excited about that. Now we want to eat less butter. Thanks very much. But, um, so we just go with some creme fraiche in there. Now. And, and importantly, you know, somewhere like here, you know, I came here to eat and I had five courses for lunch. Yeah. Yep. And th- there were little courses of completely delicious examples yeah. of what you do and that's really what we want for, for lunch isn't it? I think we, we offer um, we offer rather than a traditional three course menu we offer a four course menu now this is slightly strange because obviously classical French is the direction but I like the way that that Italy chooses to eat with a sort of crudo starter raw starter and then a pasta dish and then a main course dish and then a pudding I just think it's absolutely beautiful way to eat. It, it exemplifies family cookery, sharing, and, and I love that. And, I, and that, so that's the structure of the menu. Yeah. So creme fraiche has gone in our sauce, and then we just pass out all the shallots and thyme and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, you're just putting that in a little sieve, tiny little sieve over a copper exactly. saucepan. Exactly to get rid of the bay leaf, the thyme, and the shallots and everything. Yeah. I'm not going to waste a drop because this this stuff is like Again, nectar. Is that for the presentation? Because I wouldn't be. I wouldn't. Well, you could I, leave I, that I bay might, leaf, could you? Well, I wouldn't leave the bay leaf. I'd probably leave it on the side of my plate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you were at home, you would definitely. I would leave that in at home and just put it on the table, absolutely. But if you come to a restaurant like this, you want to just get. You want the full effect of everything on the plate and, and be able to just eat it. We'll leave that to keep warm a second. Yeah. There. And we're going to have another look at our fish, shall we? All right, back to the fish. We can now just lift that off the bone, if you see, we've, because we've cut the spine out. Yeah. Alright, you see how that's Beautiful. perfectly cooked in the centre? Yeah. Like that. So we have our lovely piece of fish. We have our, this is, these are rat potatoes. Small French new potatoes. We make mashed potatoes out of them by cooking them very slowly. And it's sort of creamy, it's one third butter two-thirds potato with a little bit of milk and chopped chives and then we have a lovely piece of turbot which is absolutely perfectly cooked can you see that mm-hmm. slightly translucent in the center but not and then we just pop some lovely morels on the side what is interesting that whole sort of food looking so fancy because it's michelin and french and there's nothing fancy about this at all it's just, but there doesn't need to be because the mashed potato is perfect, the fish is perfect, and the morels speak for themselves. Yeah. So now we have a lovely sauce, the finishing element to the dish, the bon fam. If you see that sauce now, it's really thick and rich. But can you see this slight sheen of creme fraiche fat on top? So what you know, another sort of pre- preconception of Michelin food is that it's all foamy and this is foaming that sauce, but it's not foaming it, it's just emulsifying all the fat. Okay, so, so it becomes just a, lighter a typical and more soup colored. blender. Yeah, a little blender. All right, and actually, look, the colours are beautiful white, lovely creamy mashed potato, and a slightly sort of brown sauce, which is odd, but it's beautiful to me. Like that, I didn't have any breakfast. And that's a beautiful plate of food. Thanks for listening to the Delicious Podcast. Next week, we're back in the kitchen learning how to cook like Australian food writer Emiko Davies, whose book Tortellini at Midnight 
tells the love story of her Italian husband's grandparents through the recipes of their journey from southern to northern Italy. And don't forget, follow the hashtag The Delicious Podcast to find all the stories behind the sounds. I'll see you next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.